Welcome to Corporate Talks Retirement, an audio podcast about investing in the stock market, financial planning, money management, and retirement planning. Each Wednesday, we help investors at all stages of life learn how to grow and preserve their money from first job through retirement. Now here's your host, Miguel Gonzalez. Good morning and welcome to Corpberg Speaks Retirement Audio Podcast. On this episode, I'm going to help you establish good credit in college, review last week on Wall Street, our tax tip is about some end-of-year tax tips, and with Thanksgiving right around the corner, our weekly healthy lifestyle tip is about eating healthier during the holidays and how to be more green during Thanksgiving. So our first segment of the audio podcast, our weekly educational update, is about establishing good credit in college. Good credit may open doors. It is vital to securing a loan, a business loan, or buying a home. When you establish and maintain good credit in college, you create a financial profile for yourself that can influence lenders, landlords, and potential employers. Unfortunately, many college students do not have good credit. In fact, Credit Karma says that the average 18 to 24-year-old has a credit score of 630. A FICO score of 730 or higher is considered good. And again, based on Credit Karma, the average 18 to 24-year-old has a credit score of 630. What are the steps toward a good credit score? To start, you need to utilize credit. About 15% of your credit score is built on the length of your credit history. So the sooner you purchase goods and services with a credit card and pay off that debt, the sooner you create a record of credit use. Aim to reduce the balance to $0 every month. Does this sound like a challenge? It may not be if you just use the credit card to purchase everyday things. When you start splurging with a credit card, paying off the balance in full can become a problem. Also, pay your credit card bill on time. Roughly 35% of your credit history develops from your pattern of payments, how on time they are, how late they are. One approach to consider scheduling automatic payments from your bank account, schedule reminders, or just try to pay the bill as soon as it arrives. Number four, refrain from applying for two to three credit cards at once. About 10% of your credit score reflects your history of credit inquiries. So if you suddenly apply for another two to three cards, you could hurt your credit score. Another potentially bad move is jumping from card issuer to card issuer. That is getting a card, then closing that credit card account, and then opening up a new one a few months before you find another credit card with better perks. In doing this, you end up giving yourself a shorter credit history per credit card account. What if you have problems getting a traditional card? If you have no income, you might run into this or there might be other reasons that make it hard for you to qualify for one. If this is the case, consider going to the bank or credit union where you have your savings account and applying for a secured credit card. Again, that's a secured credit card. With these types of cards, you transfer some money into the account linked to the use of the card and that amount represents your credit card limit. You can also ask to become an authorized user on a credit card held by one or both of your parents. And last, you could potentially help your credit score in other ways. Consistent bill paying is a plus for your credit history. If you do become an authorized user on your parents' credit card and they use credit responsibly, you just being linked to their account history could help your credit rating. If you're living off campus, you might end up co-signing a lease, so make certain you understand that you and your roommates' financial obligations. 
Financially negligent ones could hurt your credit rating if, for example, you're sharing utility costs. With financially trustworthy roommates, you may avoid that kind of credit score damage. Lastly, if you move while in college, be vigilant about having your bills forwarded to you so you avoid missing payments. And that is our educational tip of the week. And that's geared toward not only uh, college students, but also the parents of college students as they do want their children to develop a good credit habit at college that will continue after they graduate. And now for the second segment of this audio podcast, The Week on Wall Street. Despite news of another COVID-19 vaccine candidate, stocks were mixed amid investor anxiety of an increase in new infections and economic lockdowns. The Dow Jones Industrial Average fell 0.73%, while the S&P 500 declined 0.77%. The Nasdaq Composite Index rose 0.22% for the week. The MSCI EFA index, which tracks developed overseas stock markets, gained 1.42%. Groundhog Week. The announcement of another potential COVID-19 vaccine ignited strong gains to begin the week. But like the week that preceded it, um, the gains sparked by the vaccine news were eroded in the following days as worries over economic impact of new infections moved to the fore. The market has been grappling with conflicting narratives. One is the optimistic view that, with COVID-19 vaccines apparently near at hand, the return to economic normalcy grows even closer. That hopeful outlook has been offset by the anxiety over new infections, rising hospitalizations, and some local and state lockdowns. Those cross-currents keep stock range bound for the week, with the technology sector and small and mid-sized stocks leading support to the overall market. Powell sounds a warning. In a speech last week, Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell warned that the nationwide increase in COVID-19 cases could hamper economic activity in the upcoming months. He expressed concern that consumer spending may trend lower despite efforts to control the spread of infections. Powell once again voices support for additional fiscal stimulus to assist small businesses, state and local governments, and the unemployed. He also said that even after a full economic recovery, some businesses and workers may wrestle with an economic landscape altered by the coronavirus. We have some key economic data this week. Uh, yesterday, Tuesday, we had Consumer Confidence Report. Today, Wednesday, we have Durable Good Orders, uh, Gross Domestic Product, GDP, Jobless Claims, and Consumer Sentiment. Today, we also have New Home Sales Reporting Data. And uh, this week, we have some earnings, some company earnings that we'll be reporting. Yesterday, Tuesday, Best Buy, stock symbol BBY, reported earnings. Medtronic, stock symbol MDT, reported earnings. Dollar Tree, stock symbol DLTR, reported earnings yesterday. Dell Technologies, stock symbol DELL. VMware, stock symbol VMW, reported earnings. And Analog Devices, stock symbol ADI. Friday this week, we have Deer and Company reported earnings. That's stock symbol DE. Those are uh, companies reporting earnings this week. Companies mentioned are for informational purposes only. It should not be considered solicitation for the purchase or sale of the securities. 
Investing involves risk, and investment decisions should be based on your own goals, time horizon, and tolerance for risk. The return and principal value of investments will fluctuate as market conditions change. When sold, investments may be worth more or less than their original cost. Companies may reschedule when they report earnings without notice. And that is our second segment, The Week on Wall Street. Our third segment of the audio podcast is our weekly tax tip. The end of the year is quickly approaching and there's many tax tips that you will see come out in the news and publications. Here are a few end of year tax tips. With all the hustle and bustle of the holidays, taxes are likely the last thing on your mind. You have until April, right? Well, there are a few end of year tips that you should get ahead on now to save yourself time and money come April. Number one, donate stock that has appreciated in value. You can donate stock that has appreciated in value that you've had for at least a year. This can result in significant income tax savings. Also, donating stock saves you on taxes than donating cash because there's no capital gains tax when the stocks are given to a not-for-profit or not-profit. You can also save them on future capital gains taxes. The second thing you should consider doing is increasing your 401k contributions. You're allowed to contribute up to $19,500 this year if you're under the age of 50 and $26,000 if you're 50 and older. And contributing more to your 401k by the end of the year means that you will have a lower income tax. This is especially beneficial if you're between tax brackets. This information is not intended to be a substitute for specific individualized tax advice. We suggest that you discuss your specific tax issues with a qualified tax professional. And unlike other year, other weeks when I get my tax tip from the IRS website, I got this one firm clip, uh, Kip Klinger uh, website. That's K-I-P-L-I-N-G-E-R.com. And that is our tax, tax advice for the week. Our fourth segment is our healthy lifestyle advice. And this healthy lifestyle advice is part one of two because it's so important. I needed two segments in two separate weeks to get it in. Um, And it is about healthy holiday eating. And this is healthy holiday eating part one. Next week, I'll give you the part two. With Thanksgiving right around the corner and Christmas close behind, it's that time of the year to think about healthy holiday eating. Seems like everywhere you turn, there's a dessert tray beautiful spread or cocktail waiting to be enjoyed during the holidays it's important to enjoy yourself and spend quality time with friends and family but not overindulge these tips can help budget wisely my first tip is budget wisely if you think about calories like a budget and again that's the financial advisor in me but if you think about calories like a budget you're better understand when to splurge and when to save if you have a dish you absolutely love save your calories and indulge in the dishes you really enjoy Number two, distance makes the stomach grow stronger. If you're at a holiday party, try not to position yourself right next to the food station. Standing too close to a display of delicious holiday delights makes it easier to mindless eat. Instead, stand farther away and make a trip to the food only once or twice, filling most of your plate with healthier choices like fresh fruit or raw vegetables and only a couple of small treats. This extra effort will help you to not overeat. We'll have more holiday eating tips, as I mentioned, coming your way in the next few weeks. And this tip of our healthy lifestyle advice on healthy holiday eating was adapted from the Harvard Medical School website. 
a great place to find educational information about healthy eating during the holidays. Our fifth segment of our audio podcast is our green living idea. And again, to stay with the theme of eating and Thanksgiving is how to make your Thanksgiving green. This Thanksgiving, think about the environment when you prepare your meal and have people over. Here are some tips on how to reduce waste, energy, and resources needed. Use reusable diner dinnerware instead of disposable options. So again, reusable diner dinnerware instead of disposable options. Number two, purchase food of locally grown Again, local food vendors when possible and choose organic options when available. By using mostly local food, you reduce the energy needed to transport food. Plus, locally grown produce and meat taste better. Number three, speaking of meat, eat less of it when possible. The meat industry is the number one source of methane gas in our environment and eating less meat can have a positive environmental impact in many ways. Number four, And last tip for having a green Thanksgiving is get outside and enjoy the beautiful outdoors. This holiday is all about giving thanks. So step outside and show gratitude to Mother Nature for all her beauty. Even if you're in the heart of the city, a walk outside does the body good. And this tip, just like the previous one, was also adapted from Harvard University. Again, they have some great tips about holiday eating, Thanksgiving, and ways to be greener in our everyday life, especially during the holidays. Our sixth segment of the audio podcast is our quote of the week. Our quote of the week is brought to you by none other than Oprah Winfrey. Be thankful for what you have. You'll end up having more. If you concentrate on what you don't have, you will never, ever have enough. And again, it's all about giving thanks. And Oprah Winfrey says, be thankful for what you have you'll end up having more. If you concentrate on what you don't have, you will never, ever have enough by Oprah Winfrey. Please make sure to visit our website, www.courtburgretirement.com. Our site is filled with educational videos, eBooks, publications, and financial calculators designed to help you learn more about your finances. As you search our site, send us a note regarding any questions you may have about any particular investment concepts or products, we will get back to you quickly with a thoughtful answer. This is Miguel Gonzalez, Retirement Specialist and Managing Partner with Corpberg Retirement Advisors, signing off for this week's educational audio update. Thank you very much. The opinions expressed and material provided are for general information and should not be considered a solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security. Opinions expressed are subject to change without notice and are not intended as investment advice or a solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security. Please consult your financial professional before making any investment decisions. All performance reference is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. This information is not intended to be a substitute for specific individualized tax advice. We suggest that you discuss your specific tax issues with a qualified tax advisor. CRC conferred by the International Foundation for Retirement Education. Securities offered through LPL Financial. Member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advice offered through Private Advisor Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Private Advisor Group, LLC, and Corporate Retirement Advisors, Inc. are separate entities from LPL Financial. 
Investing involves risk, including possible loss of principal.